While Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. We're concluding a six-week little series where we have considered the things that threaten our hope to joyfully, sustainably follow Jesus into the world. There's some of the things that make joyful and sustainable feel unrealistic, out of reach. Things like syncretism, deifying our family, financial anxiety, frenzy, and tethering our status to our wealth. As we wrap up this little series and turn more fully towards Christmas, I'd like to invite us to consider how the angels who visited the shepherds might have something to say to any of us hoping that joyful and sustainable really is possible here and now. And the way we're going to do that is by reflecting on what the angel didn't say. The angel's message to the shepherds is, I bring you good news. The angel has good news and It's good news that aligns with the good news God has always had to offer us. Life. Jesus being born is literally the welcoming of a new life into the world, but it connects to the overall story. Consider, for example, these couple verses from Genesis 1 about creation, where God says, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. And God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed according to their kind. Every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good. There is life abundantly flowing out of creation. Jump ahead to Jesus's adult ministry when he says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly in John 10.10. And of course, after Jesus dies, he raises back to life. The first one to give us all hope that life after death is possible. The end of the story is God restoring the world and there's life abounding. And so the angel says, I bring you good news. What the angel didn't say is, bad news, y'all. The Messiah is here. They didn't say, There is news of great guilt. Yeah, man, from now on, it's all just sins and sin because seriously, have you forgotten your sinners? But don't worry, the Messiah is here. He's going to make sure you feel properly guilty and burdened 
by the reality of your mistakes. Fred, you insulted Barney Sheep last week. Think God didn't hear that? Emma, God knows you've been leaving the flock to your little sister and then lying to your parents that you were there. That ends today. The angel didn't say, I bring you bad news. I bring you harsh news. I bring you any news other than good news. They go on to say it is news of great joy. And the great joy aligns with the great joy God has always had to offer us because God is joyful And the life we have in this world was meant to be enjoyed. Again, some other parts of scripture remind us of this, such as Deuteronomy 16, 15, which talks about the festivals. For seven days, you celebrate a feast to Yahweh your God in the place which Yahweh chooses because Yahweh your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands so that you will be altogether joyful. Psalm 16, 11, you will make known to me the way of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. They will rejoice over you with joy. They will, be quiet. they will quiet you with their love. They will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. And again, we see that the angels didn't say, it's news of great urgency. So you better get going fast, working hard, striving after what God has got going on now. The angel didn't say we bring you news of great importance. Now, certainly what God is doing in the world has urgency and it is important. But despite those realities, that isn't what the angel chose to say. Good news, great joy for all people. Because God has always been eager for all people to join in. It starts with Abraham. It carries on to Jesus and through the community that follows Jesus. One example of how the Bible sees this continuing on can be found in Galatians 3. This is verses 6 to 9. And it says, In the same way that Abraham believed God and God counted him righteous because of his faith, the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. What's more, scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in God's sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when God said, all nations will be blessed through you. And here's the key. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. God has always been eager for all people to be blessed. And so there is good news of great joy for all people. And I cannot again help but notice how the angels did not say that will be for all Israel, although it is their Messiah. But Israel exists for the world. They always have. They also did not say news for just you because you're a special little poppy. There's a baby that has come and it's just so that you will be saved. What God does in Jesus is personal but it's not individualistic. It's for all people. And what we get to do with the personal joy and the personal life and the personal love we receive is join in with God to repeat good news, great joy, all people. One final detail. The shepherds, for their part, returned at the end of the night. They returned to their life as shepherds. They went back to their flocks They went back to the hills near their homes. 
They went back to the familiar smells of grass and wooliness. They went on joyfully and sustainably, completely transformed by what they had seen. And yet they let that transformation come back into their regular lives, which is the thing we would all want. My question to you is what do you need to remember that the angel didn't say? I bring you what kind of news of great, what kind of feeling that will be for whom? What do you need to remember the angel did not say? Do you need to remember that the angel did not say, I bring you information of great importance that will be for you to memorize? Do you need to remember that the angel did not say, I bring you harsh news of great displeasure that will be for you to strive from now on? What do you need to remember the angel didn't say? So that you can remind yourself that there is good news of great joy for all people. And if we can practice trusting that good news and the one who gave it to us and the one who came to be good news embodied, then we might just trust that a joyful and sustainable life is indeed available.